Welcome everybody to episode 157 of the Gen Gaming Podcast. I am your host for this week, the Jack of Hearts, and of course with me are my cohorts, we plus minus Justin, you know. Justin's not here? <laughs> yeah, he isn't here for a change, you know, that's kind of a shock and surprise. Yeah, no, I mean, look, I'm gonna, I, I but I tell you... Family first. Douchebag. <laughs> Let me look slightly to the left just to make sure. No, no, we're not here. No, okay. I have an extra beer all of a sudden. Well, I got all this room now for activities. I can lay down a podcast now. <laughs> Finally, but well, it's been my dream. <laughs> we got our original casting crew here and stuff. So pretty much, we got Tyler all the way from Iowa. How you doing, oh, man? I'm doing well. Wait, you say original? Yeah, the original cast. Dude, I say we kick, we kick it old school. Drunk nerds. Tyler. Future Tyler. Hit the drunk nerds music. Silence! It's time! It's time! It's time for another episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Can you dig it, dig it sucker? Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. 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 Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Junk Dash Nerds Podcast. Podcast. Grab a six pack, sit back, and prepare to laugh. It's Junk Dash Nerds all right, anyways, I'm glad you guys listened to that. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. We had like eight different uh, intro musics there. I don't know which one I'm going to pick. I'll pick one. You'll find out. It's going to be exciting. But I'm doing well. I'm doing well. Uh, thank you, Pooja Tyler, for doing that. Uh, drinking Samuel Adams Cherry Wheat. Louie is annoying me right now, trying to jump on my lap while I podcast. I'm trying to hold him down and pet him at the same time. Uh... But all in all, doing swell. It's that forceful pet. Just stay down. Yeah, now he's trying to open the door with his nose. Adorable. It's not going so well for him. Uh, oh, I but... hate when I've learned that <laughs> trick. Yeah, yeah. yeah he'll, he'll be fine. He'll be fine. I'll figure it out eventually. But no, I'm doing well again. How are you doing, Jack? Oh, you know what? Uh, I could be doing better for the week and stuff. You know, the week pretty much started on a sour note for me. But at the same time, you know... Just occupying my mind with work stuff, but yeah, I kind of had to go through and uh, take back a couple of games just to get some money back for like uh, other matters Ooh, and stuff, so games? it was pretty shitty. I had to take back both uh, my Valkyria Chronicles game and my Kirby game because I needed money for, uh, well... Drugs. Basic- Porn. No, I didn't do fucking Porn drugs. Porn and drugs. <laughs> Boats and hoes. 
That's a nasty combination, though. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> no, need some food money, pretty yeah. much. Awesome. It's just that time of the month and stuff for that where everything else just goes and crowds in on you. Yep. But, uh, but hell, it's going to clear up pretty soon, hopefully. Good. But, uh, you know, pretty much this is my highlight for this week. Going and recording the podcast, doing other shit, but, uh, about that. The other voice you're hearing all the way from Tennessee, Jake, how are you doing? Hey, what's going on? Uh, I am doing well. I've been sleeping, trying to get off, get away from my illness that I don't know what the hell it was. Um... Ooh. In the meantime, I've been playing a lot of games, and I'm excited to hear what you've been playing, since everyone knows that E3 was my return to the show. Yep. And well, curious on what you've been playing, since we didn't talk about games last week. Mm, okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and start it off this time, because, well, hell, I hardly ever Fuck you guys, off. I'm the host! <laughs> <laughs> okay. But... I finished not one, but I've beat two games this week. So it's pretty much of an interesting thing, and to even make it more scarier, there are games that were released in 2016. What? (laughs) (laughs) I know, surprise, right? I need to drink another beer, this is too crazy. One second. I know. You played a game in 2016, and I've played a game? (laughs) Yeah, you played a game like a what? (laughs) <laughs> a couple of years ago. Anyway, but uh yeah, that was the newest. For those who've been right? keeping, you know, for those that have been keeping track on the podcast and stuff, I've obviously have been slow starting for the month for the whole year of 2016 as far as new games go. But I managed to finish Fire Emblem Birthright finally after about a, God a couple months of owning the game plus having to move, do all the rigmarole of that crap. I went through and I blasted through the last five or so chapters of the game and of itself, and overall, the quality of the game is really good. Everything else about it, you know, is just awesome. It's basically the type of strategy RPG where you're going to devote a lot of time developing characters, a lot of time figuring out which which characters really appeal to you. Maybe, like, uh, if you really are into it or something like that, you'll go ahead and, like, uh, have your NPC or other characters, like, uh, bond with one another and then just get married, like, have certain kids or something like that, which is sort of like a return to, like, Fire Emblem Awakening, how they did all those random stuff and all the little perks and skill sets that you pass on to children and blah, blah, blah. But uh, what I really loved about Fire Emblem Birthright in and of itself was just the cohesiveness of how the story tied together towards the end of it. But the one exception is because this is one part to a trilogy of Fire Emblem games released this year, it really made me want to play the other parts to Fire Emblem. <laughs> but Fire Emblem Fates, to be more exact. So if ever I get a moment or something like that or give an opportunity, I want to play Conquest and I want to play Revelations. And I guarantee you, those are going to be at least 50-hour type of excursions for me, as they were for this game. <laughs> but, uh, oh man, it's it was just fun just to go through and uh, just go through the last couple of missions, just go with my super souped-out characters, because I had maxed out a couple characters, too. Like, my NPC, obviously, he had his, like... Uh, he has, like, his full weapons and all his other stuff. 
But, oh man. Other than that, though, I don't really want to talk about my next game that I finished up until I hear what Tyler has been playing. Because both of us, I believe, actually played uh, the next game, like Gone Home yep. and stuff. So, let's just go into what Tyler has been playing. Alright, um, I've been playing a decent amount over the last few weeks. Um, I'll kind of run through some of these fairly quickly. Uh, Mirror's Edge, Catalyst, I talked about it. Mm-hmm. It feels like a month ago at this point. Um, yeah. I was about five, six hours in at the point when I played it. I played for another couple hours, and I just, I was just staring thinking, like, what the hell am I doing? I'm not having, <laughs> I wasn't having any fun. I talked about, back then, there's just, there's nothing, outside of the combat, the combat is really, really, really bad. But it's not really, I shouldn't say really, really bad. But it's its not good. I'll say that. Um, but the problem with this game is not a bunch of things are not good. And it's just not fun. Uh, nothing about it really is fun. The parkour stuff is the highlight, obviously. But even though even that, to me, wasn't all that outstanding. Not enough to hold, to keep it, to, to keep it, uh, you know, entertaining when you do a lot of backtracking. Because it's open world now. This game was just, I don't, to me anyways, and I feel like that's the case to a lot of people is, this game was better off, maybe maybe it was better off 10 years ago. Maybe it, does, it just doesn't work in 2016. Uh, maybe it's better off just being a linear game. I don't know. I, I kind of Maybe if they just made it like the first one was, when it's just 9, 10 levels, 5, 6 hours of storyline, uh, just follow the path, um, do some cool parkour stuff um, here and there. The game would have been good, but I just to me this was not fun at all. Um, so, yeah, that game's gone. Um... Next up, uh, I'll say I was going to talk about Resident Evil Seven, but I'll save that because I think uh, Jake's played that too. So I'll talk about that with Jake. Um, okay. South Park: Stick of Truth. Uh, talked about it last week during our E3 podcast that if you pre-ordered uh, digitally, um, or if you pre-ordered uh, South Park: uh, Fractured But Whole, uh, you get a free copy of Stick of Truth um, mm-hmm. with it. If you pre-ordered it digitally, you got the game. You got the Stick of Truth right right away. So I went against what I normally do, um, and I went ahead and just pre-ordered uh, South Park: Stick of Truth uh, digitally, or I'm sorry, Fractured but Whole digitally, because um, it's summertime. Not a lot of big stuffs coming out. I say that even though there's a couple games next week I'm gonna be picking up, um, but you know, you know what it is. Normally summertime ain't shit to do uh, for games. Uh, so playing a bunch of South Park: Stick of Truth. I don't like, like I said, I don't want to spend too much time on it because it's my game of the year, 2014. Um, this game is still really fun. I'm laughing out loud on several occasions. Um, <laughs> I would say if you haven't played it yet, or even if you have played it, um, check it out again. It's awesome. It's amazing. Uh, it doesn't run all that well. I don't know. I don't remember if it ran this poor, like, I don't want to say poorly, but it's, there's a lot of, um, frame rate drops and kind of like hiccups here and there. Um, but nothing like game breaking or anything in this game. It's, it's, you know, it's cheap anime, kind of like uh, animation, kind of like the show. Is. It looks just like the show. Um, so it doesn't really bother me, kind of the hiccups with it. But uh, it's, still, it's still a great game. Um, next up, uh, the, other two, the other three things I have to talk about, we all did, we all, one or one, two or three, all three of us have, have played these things. Uh, I went ahead and picked up uh, the Destiny Taken King edition, the Legendary edition, whatever the hell it's called. Yeah. I uh, got a deal on that. Got it for fifteen bucks. I figured kind of same thing. It's summertime. I had fun playing with. The, I mean, as much crap as I give Destiny, it's not a bad game as far as the game no. itself. It's a fine game. Um, I you know I just have to give a shit. Uh, and there, I mean we've discussed problems at length with that game, but um, 
I got a good deal on it. Got for 15 bucks. I like I said, I enjoyed playing with you guys last summer. Just going through the regular game. Figured um, I got got a good deal on it. Um, we go through that. We just finished um, House of Wolves and what's the other DLC? Uh, Dark, Dark Below. Dark Below. So those are both finished for us. Uh, now we're gonna play Taken King next um, sometime here, probably the next week or so. And, oh, look uh, but no, I'm having fun going through it again. I, I've I play it like probably 30, 40 minutes every day, just doing the bounties to level up my character. I don't know how interested I'll be playing this game after I max out my level and beat Taken King. Um, but we'll see. We'll probably talk about like uh, okay or decent repetitive gameplay. No, that's part of the reason why I stopped. No, what? Why do you play football games then? That game is not repetitive. (laughs) Uh, So no, um, but I don't know. We'll there's some. We'll be talking about Destiny a little bit later on uh, when we get to the news. Uh, So we'll, we'll talk about that possibly there. Um, but the other two things, like I said, we have all one or one other person on the show has played. Um, I'll do Gone Home first, I guess. Okay. That way, uh, Jack can pop in with that one. Uh, I have never played this before. It's a game I've, I've been wanting to play for years now. I think since it came out in 2014. Mm-hmm. Um, sat down, played it in one sitting. I think a little over an hour is what it took me to do. Um, I thought it. I'm kind of with Justin where he talked about the show. And we kind of, I was texting him back and forth when I beat it initially last week or two weeks ago, and uh, I thought the it was super. I was tense, I had chills the entire time I was going through this game, exploring the house, uh, finding the notes, listening to the, like the diaries and stuff like that. And when I got to the end, I didn't hate the ending, but like it's not amazing either. And I don't really know how good I don't I'm, you know I'm not, I don't really know a great way to end that game. Uh, but the ending that we got was just kind of like, oh, okay. That was kind of like the way I, I just kind of felt like it just kind of left uh, when the game was over. I just kind of felt empty, you know, like I didn't feel anything one way or the other for it. Uh, what about, what about you, Jack? Well, did you really feel like when you went through the entirety of the game that you were missing pieces or like missing certain things? Um, yeah, I, I tried to find, uh, I found a bunch, a good, I probably, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know if I want to say a bunch, because I don't know how many pieces I found and how many pieces are actually, like, notes and things are in the game. Um, I felt like I found a, a good chunk of them, though. Uh, but, yeah, I, I definitely, I know I missed some things, because if, as I was finding diaries and notes, like, there was, like, I felt like I missed whole chunks of story there. Um, but part of that was my problem, my fault, because I was so intrigued by how is this going to end? What's going on? Like, what's what's going on with this whole ghost thing? What's going on with this whole thing with her friend? What's going on with my sister? What's all these issues going on? Um, so I kind of rushed to get to the ending at the same time. Like, I found the clues that were sticking out, but I didn't really search uh, search things out a lot. So, Well, I, I when I played through the game, it was my first time, obviously, going through Gone Home. I took my time with a little bit of stuff. It took me a few hours just to go through the entirety of the game. I did do it in one sitting. Actually, I ended up having to look up a guide to go through the some parts of it because I got stuck with a couple of uh, with a couple of puzzle things because I was close towards like. Well, here's the thing: the game is pretty much separated into like three categories, I think, because you have the downstairs, the upstairs, and then like the rest of the stuff. The to basement, explore. yeah. Well, yeah, the basement and stuff like that, but uh, what I found more fascinating of the 
game in and of itself was going through exploring some of the in, like the intricate little details. You know, of course, going through and finding the journal entries and finding like uh, random stuff, like say combinations to locks, or even like uh, <laughs> interesting enough, like looking at a TV guide where it just had. <laughs> mm-hmm. The old, like, uh, TV shows that were on at the time, like X-Files and Family Matters and all this other Unsolved stuff. Unsolved Mysteries, yeah. Unsolved Mysteries. It took me back to when I was, like, seven years old, like, watching TV, you know, because that that's what was on. Even though I, before I went to sleep and stuff, I'd always watch shows like Unsolved Mysteries with my mom and dad. I'd always, like, randomly I would watch a episode of X-Files to be scared stiff and then like you know it's just it invokes emotions of like nostalgia that's what I got most from playing a game like Gone Home I mean you had things like Super Nintendo stuff I mean I didn't actually find the console I found like a lot of mock-up cover games yeah me too yeah but uh what was funny it was like the whole talks about well this the whole talks about like Street Fighter 2 being in the arcades and then like the whole like uh, <laughs> the whole like finding little notes and you found like little combination codes from like when uh, the command codes that people that the the girl wrote down and stuff like that to help like get Chun Li's move set and stuff like that because that's a little fun fact for anybody listening to the podcast now that's how gaming was inside the nineties in and of itself you didn't have like all these like random like internet stuff I mean the internet was pretty much coming into its own like around 95 or something like that and it wasn't really that big up until like the the early to mid 2000s and stuff when things started to become a little bit more digitalized but in terms of arcade games like fighting games especially you had to either learn from word of mouth maybe read inside of a gaming magazine that would release once a month and hope that they would have some form of a strategy if they covered it at all so writing down little codes and like little like command lists and stuff for a character in a fighting game that also takes me back to when I used to play Street Fighter in the arcade as well. But uh, other than that, I really love the way the story tied together. I did miss like around I don't know how many, but I I think a good chunk of uh, the journal entries. The whole intricateness of how every like the story just tied itself together towards the end it left me with an ending where at first i just didn't i felt like kind of like what you are going through right now tyler i was like okay that's the end of it that suddenly abruptly ended and i don't have really any much context of what i actually played through you know but the same point i left with a realization of like oh oh okay so basically and this is going to be a different interpretation for anybody who has just gone through and played this game for the first time. It's like, I left, I actually thought I pieced together where it's like they were, like, she was on a trip with, like, her friend, like, uh, Lonnie or something for the entire time, visiting different places and doing this and doing that. And then finally, you know, came home to visit her parents or something like that. But, uh, it's it's just kind of weird and stuff because what hinted me to that is like it had little messages from like uh, I believe what was Lonnie or something calling on the f- like calling leaving messages on the phone like asking well, where Sam at blah 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 and so on and so forth. But what what what's kind of interesting about the story in of itself it, it tackles a topic that you don't really hear much about inside of, inside of video games in general or even like tackling of topics like say. Let's say, like, homosexuality or any type of, like, things like that, you know? It's 
it was kind of impressive the way they tackled it like moderately and stuff and not really offended. I didn't feel like anything was really offensive in terms of like, say, going through that like sensitive topics and stuff like that. Yeah, it, um, especially, you know, this game takes place like what the mid 90s. So, yeah, and that was <clears throat> and that still was like, like, oh, gosh, that was like uh, at least 10 years or so, like removed from the whole like uh, AIDS scare and stuff of the 1980s and stuff where people thought by just by being homosexual or something, you're going to contract AIDS yeah, or blah, 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 and so it's so 10 forth. years before we even considered giving, letting gay people get married, so. Yeah, exactly <laughs> the point. So that's a weird point in time and stuff for anybody who, you know, either was homosexual yeah. or in general and I, stuff. That part, I, I it was kind of interesting with Stu, just kind of like, it was basically like the main character, like her sister, um, just you find diaries and talking about her, like, discovering she, she is gay and like, being a teenager and her parents are very conservative, things like that. Mm-hmm. That stuff was interesting. I I agree. Um, I I like I said, I enjoyed everything up until the last fifteen seconds. And I like I said, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't dislike the last fifteen seconds. I just didn't hate. I didn't hate or love it. Like I said, I came away from the ending feeling empty, and I really didn't have. Like, I was going when I was getting close to the end, I'm like, I want to go back and I want to find all the notes and stuff. After I beat the game, I'm just like. Eh, yeah, I don't really, ha- I don't really don't have any interest now to go. After the ending, I'm just like, I don't really care to go back and get the final the notes and f- piece together something. Right. Else. I kind of feel like the opposite of the way. I kind of wanted to try to go back and see if I can go through the game again, see if I can go through and discover like maybe a different way that I could have uncovered certain notes. I want to go back to the game again, but like further down the line, possibly maybe an extra life or something. I'll probably power it back on. Maybe go through it again and stuff, but you know what? I've kind of felt like I wasn't really. Well, obviously, I felt like I was playing a game, but not, not like an actual like game as I'm used to. I mean, the term video game right now is kind of used loosely in certain like genres of up like video games in general, like games like Heavy Rain and games like this one, Gone Home and stuff. Telltale games, all those, yeah. Even I Telltale games and stuff. Giant fucking spider freaked me out. <laughs> is, it the, is it the spider from Return of the King? What they call Sam? Samwise? Not, it's not that fucking huge, but is Frodo paralyzed on the ground? <laughs> yes. By Frodo, you mean my penis? Yes. Oh, he stabbed your penis. Oh, I'm sorry. You okay. hardly use them. But uh, anyway, for. You know, it just felt like one of those visual novel type of things. The only difference was I wasn't looking at static screens and reading texts, but I was more experiencing, like, a visual... Like, it's like a gaming movie of sorts, you know, where you get to interact with, like, sort of the environment, do this, do that, take your time, go through certain things, and you're left to piece together. Virtual interactive stories. Yeah, pretty much. But for the, what it's worth and stuff like that, yeah, I, I kind of agree with people when they say I, it doesn't really feel like a game that I'd pay $20 for. Yeah, it, I will, I will say, was, yeah. Um, sorry to cut, cut you off there, but uh, it was okay. tw- it's 20 bucks on PSN, I think, on Steam and all those. I'm sure it's on sale all the time on Steam, though. Um, but I'm with you. Like I, We got this game for free because of, or, you know, free quotations there um, through PlayStation Plus. If I would have paid twenty bucks, I feel like I, I would feel differently about this game. Um, yeah. Like if I would have went through that and I'm like, oh, that's it. I spent twenty bucks on that. 
that would that would I would have knocked down some more, but getting it for free uh, definitely helps uh, when it comes to re- talking about this game. Um, in this what uh, you know, what I would say though, I would suggest for anybody, I at least give it a playthrough once because it's definitely a game where I feel where people will in- get different things out of the game in and of itself. And it's at least worth a playthrough, if at that. I would you say know. you'll you'll know if you like this game in 15, 20 minutes. For after yeah. that, because it, it's it's kind of that's a game. It's you, after fifteen minutes, you'll kind of know what you're supposed to be doing. Um, it's just if the story catches you at all, then then I'll keep playing. But if it does, if after fifteen twenty minutes, you're not intrigued, just move on. But the last thing that I uh, felt about the game is it's the type of game that I got the impression that it gets better with multiple playthroughs <laughs> because you know when you go through the game and of itself you're not going to recognize a lot of little subtle details but it just like certain movies that you rewatch over and over again you get to pick up on different things that you didn't uh, notice at first and it starts to make more sense to you <laughs> but yeah <laughs> anyway are you about uh, done with what... Oh, actually, no. I, I just had the, the one more that Jake talked about, or Jake played, um, and he uh, we will talk about. But uh, you want to go, go ahead and talk about Resident Evil 7 now, Jake? Sure. Why not? All right. Well, let's do it then. What did you think of Resident Evil 7, uh, the, the first hour, opening hour, what the hell is it called? Uh, beginning hour. The beginning hour, thank you. Uh, I thought it was interesting. Uh, there was... I felt like there was a slight PT feel, like that's what they were going a for. A slight? Yeah, well, it's it's not as spooky as PT was. Like, that's what I meant by that. Uh, I felt like it could be, like, I think that's also good, because Resident Evil is not that scary. Like, it never has been. Uh, but, or it's never on the level of Silent Hill, I should say. Yeah, no, for, but two different games. Yes, for definitely scary. And it seems like they're leaning, or Capcom is leaning a lot more to the Silent Hill genre, which, good on them. Like, is they're stepping away from the action, uh, third-person shooter, unloading an entire freaking clip into a, quote, zombie. Or yeah, well, did. yeah, well, we don't know that. I mean, they said that this part doesn't want to even really be in the game. Uh, right. It's so, basically what PT was. It's, yeah, so, who knows? I mean, I hope, like, I think I said it last week, or at least I've, I know I've said it to you guys and other people, but I hope they don't go too far into the PT Outlast right. kind of way. I mean, I want them to scale back from the Gears of War, the bad rip Gears of War knockoff that they, they have been, and go back, you know, a little more towards the, more survival horror. Oh, they're still going hard with that. Uh, Gears of War style with uh, Umbrella Corpse, but oh yeah, that that piece of crap. Yeah. Oh, I played it. It was it was weird. Yeah, everybody, it's it's not getting positive reviews. I'm hearing okay is the best thing I've heard so far it's, about it. It's a successor to Operation Raccoon City. So. Why would they make a successor to that game? That game was not a success at all. That game was the exact opposite of a success. Hey, but it's Capcom, so I guess they'll, they'll polish Atari until it's. Until it's freaking bronze. You know it's it, it's weird, but it's weird to me though because they even put the Resident Evil name on it. It's like that tells me that they like 
It's like we don't want to hurt this brand anymore. We have it's like that's no, all we I got. Think, Street Fighter no, Five but, was a bomb. So yeah, it's, it's like, like how many Street Fighters they're gonna make, and then bam, uh, Umbrella Core. Yeah. So yeah, but go back to PT two. I mean, uh, Resident Evil Beginning Hour. The what did you find in it? Like, there's a lot of um, secrets in the game that I I played through it three times, um, all back to back. You can beat the thing. The first time I I beat it, it took me like thirty minutes. Yeah, that's because I was exploring 20. around. Uh, the next two times, I think I beat in like the most, the longest was like fifteen minutes. The other one was maybe less than ten. Um, but I don't know. I found the fuse. I found the axe. Uh, videotape. Um, the the mannequin finger. Uh, I probably I think I think I found like a lot of the common stuff that people have been finding, yeah, and I found the, three different endings. So that seems like what most people have been doing. Like I found the, I found the you know, of course the typical ending where you try to escape the house, and then there's like three or four with the phone upstairs, and uh, I just searched this real quick. You said uh, umbrella. Sorry, go off topic, but um, you said Umbrella Core was getting bad review or not positive review, reviews. GameSpot, just go ahead and guess what their rating is for it. Uh, <laughs> six at the most, I'd say. Three out of ten. You say three out of ten, Gabe? Yep. Yeah, I did. Uh, if we were playing Process Rot Rules, we'd have that's to the only way you play. It, all right. Do we both go over? Yeah, both went over. Wow, two is it? What? Two, isn't it? All right, you say two. Yeah. What's your second process rot number? You know what? I'm gonna say one. All right, Uh, Gabe was the closest without going over. One. What? Seven out of ten. Oh my god! (laughs) Wow. IGN. (laughs) Can anyone guess what IGN's score is? Three. We'll go three. I'm gonna go okay. with one again. Alright. Uh, Tyler Gabe. is the closest butt going over. It's three point eight. Yeah. Suck it, Gabe. <laughs> and, and Metacritic. Metacritic is forty percent. Wow, oh. that's worse than I thought. Oh. I was yeah, thinking that's it, at least the bottom of the barrel shit. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, it's it's not looking good at all. I think I was actually intrigued by that game at one point in time. <laughs> Oh, just for record, I want to see what Operation Raccoon City got. Oh man, probably about the same. All right, four out of ten IGN. So yep, fifty-two. So that's pretty close. So yeah, wow, I got an okay. That's an okay in uh, in those books. Wow. Okay. Wow. So that game was it, that game it, was garbage. Yo, yeah, definitely. I beat that piece of shit. Uh, but yeah, this was bad. Uh, but anyway, come back to Resident Evil 7 demo. Um, I found a couple of, uh, endings. Um, I want to know what the freaking, uh, dummy finger is for. Yeah, the mannequin finger, I don't know if anybody's figured that out yet. Maybe it's just a red herring, I think. It's got, yeah, like, maybe it's just something there. Just stared at Philip Inventory's place or something. Yeah. Because none of the mannequins have hands. Yeah, so I don't... Even the one that fucking spawns behind you for no fucking reason. Yeah, you you hear it move. You hear it show up. And... 
It's yeah, creepy. It's, it's stupid. I hate mannequins in horror games. Mannequins, wheelchairs, and little fucking kids. Just in life in general. Not oh, even definitely. Horror games. <laughs> yeah. And the first episode ever of Doctor Who. Like, that also oh, creepy. And the mannequin comes alive. It's fucking weird. God. <laughs> that, that episode of Supernatural where fucking mannequins are killing people. I don't even remember that one. Holy crap. Oh, it's, I, it was like season six. It was oh, I probably I, I burned it, most of those yeah, seasons out of my mind. It was one of the it was the one of the bad seasons. Yeah. Yeah, but, no, uh, I the game is looking good. Promise. It's from the demo, the twenty minute demo. I think the game's gonna be good. Oh yeah, I'm hopeful. Uh, I'm sure. We'll, I'm hopefully we'll see more in the next six seven months before it comes out. Um, but that's what I've been playing this week. Uh. So I guess, uh, Jake, you probably want to talk about what else you've been playing. Well, uh, what have I been playing? I forgot what I've been playing. Now I'm chugging. Uh, uh, since I've been gone. Since I've been, been gone. gone. <laughs> I knew we were going for that. Um, <laughs> since I've been gone, I've been playing uh, a little bit of uh, my old go-to games like Minecraft and whatnot. I've talked about plenty of times, but... Uh, thanks to the E3, yeah, E3, uh, press conference for Bethesda, I actually went back to Elder Scrolls Online, which oh, cool. I am totally enjoying and kind of annoyed because I'm trying to increase my blacksmithing rank, because unlike typical, uh, skill trees and MMOs, these, uh, these skill trees follow... The Elder Scrolls style, where basically you have to keep doing it over and over again, and like the you have to rank up the level, like rank up uh, the skill before you can actually put skills. You have to rank up your a part of the ability, typical like Skyrim style, like you have to get your provisioning or alchemy or something up higher so. You can craft better spells and gear and whatnot. But with the blacksmithing, or I guess it's for all the other ones, all crafting, uh, you. It takes forever. Like in Skyrim, you could just like craft a uh, hundred iron daggers and you could have it up. Now, you freaking. You have to craft maybe. A hundred, maybe like two hundred of whatever your latest, uh, whatever what was I looking for? Yeah, whatever your latest highest level tier of crafting. So it's like really annoying that it's, it's just big grind for one material and two, uh, crafting the stuff. And you're all quiet, which makes me wonder if the sky's failing. No, we're here. No. Okay. No, we're here. We're listening. Yeah, it's, uh, I was just making sure you can't tell with Skype nowadays. Like, <laughs> Skype. You want to just keep moving because I have my camera on? I'll tell you. I'm going to keep doing this. I'm just keep moving my arms up and down. <laughs> like I'm milking a cow. That's a video gag. For, for those who podcast. are listening right now, he's uh, Tyler's actually he's literally his penis up and down. <laughs> oh my god. Put your penis Oh my god, the thing's <laughs> fucking plastic. Get out. <laughs> But, but anyway, move on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Been, uh, 
trying to increase my skill tree and blacksmithing and leveling up, and now he's <laughs> jacking two penises off. <laughs> is Sam and Tyler? Is Sam and Justin there? Huh? Is Sam no. and Justin there? No, it looks like it's all left again. Nope, Justin's still not here. Okay. Quit moving like an elephant. Anyway, I'm just moving my hands around. That way, you know that we're still on the Skype call. So I'm trying to help out. So. Okay. <laughs> okay, stop. <laughs> all, right. <laughs> all right. The the other game uh, I picked up. Since oh yeah, I went to GameStop uh, since they were having like a uh, like get a fifty percent bonus trade in. Whenever yep, you trade yeah. in games, did that last weekend? Yeah, uh, I did that. I want to say yesterday or the day before. I don't remember. Uh, I traded in Mario Kart Eight, Splatoon, and <sighs> Super Smash Bros. Oh, yeah. Since Nintendo games retain their value for some, that's that's a, that's, a, that's a nice thing actually. Yeah, handy sometimes. <laughs> and uh, I got thirty dollars for all three of those games. Thirty dollars for my Pro Controller. And so my credit was $120. So I picked up Overwatch uh, mm-hmm. and some Xbox and PlayStation uh, currency cards. So I could pick up Seven Days to Die and Resident Evil 5 HD. Oh, there you go. And well, I still have like $10 for on the GameStop gift card. Real quick, since we're talking about stuff we've been, we paid off or bought or buying... Uh, I did the same thing last weekend. I pre-ordered Last Guardian, of course. Uh, I pre-ordered Inside for Xbox One. I'm also picking up Resident Evil uh, 5 next week as well. So, And we're on the topic of like financial things. Like, I'm fucking broke. Oh, no. Moving on. I'm broke, too. I just I paid off oh, all that stuff. Not, credit. Oh, I'm broke, too. That's why I tried to do those games. <laughs> so I could get the games I want. And that's how, that's also how I, I pre-ordered South Park's uh, Fractured the Hole. So. Yeah, but I got $120 in GameStop credit. I was like, oh my god. Which is awesome, uh, man. You got something oh. that you really wanted to play. I mean, that's the most amount of credit I've gotten without trading Oh, really? Yeah, without Just trading. 120 something. Yeah. Oh, again, that was also four things and not a major <laughs> console. So, uh, I'm excited for that. Especially since I didn't pay $6 for three of those games. So, I got a bonus out of that. Um, so, I picked up Overwatch. I haven't got actually a chance to play a whole lot of it. But mm-hmm. from what I've played, I've slightly enjoyed it. So, I've definitely got to play more. I've been trying to get people together for the past couple or past couple days to play. But, no luck. Or, I pass out at 8 p.m. I can't wait to play more Overwatch. Uh, but, also... It seems like video games now are becoming like, or or have been, or are like movies now. They're every time a game launches, it's close to or near, like or really near, a game that's similar to that type of genre or type style, like movies have been. This, this is the exact same thing I said about Wild, Ghost, that Ghost Recon Wildlands last week. Really, there's just too many of these. Not 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 all the oh, same, okay. obviously. Oh, but yeah, gotcha. Yeah, but there's so many like multiplayer movies. Yeah. It's so stupid. It's like, like how I want to say, Deep Impact came out around the same time Armageddon did. Uh, 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 I think so. Something Armageddon. Like that. Armageddon. Yeah, the Deep Impact was made like 
six months from beginning to end just to be Armageddon to the box office. Yeah, it's like now, uh, like you got games like Overwatch. Uh, what games competing with that? Battleborn, which Paragon Smite. Par- yeah, Paragon Smite. Uh, I wouldn't say Smite. I'd say Battleborn and whatnot. Smite is his own little, his own beast. Um, then you have like, yeah, what was it? Uh, Call of Duty now is Titanfall competing with Titanfall and whatnot. Battlefield One, Titanfall Battle- and. Yeah, Call of Duty all coming out in two weeks of each other this fall. Yeah, so. and like they're all fighting each other. Like that's summer blockbuster for movies is the fall. Yeah, I, I said this. I've said this before a long, a long time ago, but like the the one great thing about like what I love about Rocket League was this, it was like that it was a good game and it was also a game everybody had. And I yeah. feel like for as far as multiplayer games go, um, it's, it's standalone too. It's not. There's no other cl- DLC and things it. like that. Yeah, you're right. Um. And that's that's the problem that's been going on the last few years is like that everybody wants a piece of that multiplayer pie, um, and you got game companies like Ubisoft that make like three or four of these games. It feels like every twelve to eighteen months, that so everybody wants a piece of that you know that pie. So now we got instead of just one or two or maybe three big multiplayer games, we have like eight eight or nine big multiplayer games that come out every year, and they just kind of cannibalize each other. It's, and it's now all so of our friends have, wish, yeah. I wish games would be like. Game companies go back to be, being original. Uh, no, like not even not really even good. with. I don't know if original would be the right word, but good being one. But like, I mean, like original is like they don't try to copy what someone's already doing. Like when Evolve came out, like Fable Legends was trying to was going to be doing the same thing. Yeah. Then. Well, the problem is right now everybody wants part of that that esports pie. That's the big thing everybody's going after right now. So. Uh, no, it's not like it's the the styles of the games. What I'm talking about. I'm not talking about the whole side of it, where like the esports side. I'm talking about like like uh, how Overwatch or not how Evolved had like four v one or whatnot, and uh, Fable Legends was going to have five person co op, four people being uh, the heroes, one person being the bad guy. Yeah, Mario Party like did this decades ago. Yeah, but it's like really stupid. It's like why it's like why are you trying to copy some other person, company's play style, especially since any company that did say it was like Evolve style failed. Like Evolve wasn't Evolve was good, but it wasn't a huge success. Yeah, my my argument with that is um, I don't know if there was Fable Legends. I'm sure it was probably in development before Evolve oh, really became a definitely, thing. Definitely, but it's... but the, 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 when you talk about copying, some I don't know. Sometimes yeah, that's definitely the case. I, but I don't consider. I don't think they're intentionally copying. But you can see like how when Titanfall came out, suddenly Call of Duty got a uh, jump jet jump. Yeah, they jump had parkour and stuff and everything. Parkour yeah. elements is like it's like why it's like. Like, why are game companies trying to do that? Like, money. The only you know, money, yes, but the only thing you're hurting is your game. Yeah. Uh, at the same time, I, I I would bet that there's a lot of people out there after playing Titanfall and things like that. Like, we want that in this game, you know? Like, hey, we want, do we want Call of Duty to have some of that Titanfall? And that I mean, that's and, now, a, and guess what? Now we have fucking terrible Call of Duty. Uh, and, Call of Duty was terrible before. Turn Ghost was yes, terrible. That was before Titanfall Ghost was. was a thing. 
Ghost was fucking awful, but yeah, Call of Duty was going downhill way that's before Titanfall. Because of Ghost, but, but yes, you know what my point is like. Now we have because of you know people taking other people's uh, ideas. Not, I wouldn't say ideas. I'd say like, um, I don't trying having trouble trying to mechanics, work. mechanics. Yes, and then putting them where maybe they don't fit in well. Like they're good mechanics, but they just—they're out of place. Like, yeah, I, I agree with you. More times than not, it, it fails. But sometimes I, I feel like when you like you do the—I mean, copying—I guess to you know, in quotations copying when you do other other mechanics. I found sometimes you got those games that just move that kind of evolve that mechanic and make things better. Um, you know, so I—that's my—that's my one like silver lining in the whole thing is every now and then you get those gems. Like Binary Domain was a Gears of War copy, but. That game's amazing. It, it's, it, I, I enjoy Binary Domain way more than I enjoyed any Gears game. Things, you know, things like that. Um, Spec Ops Line is a, is in there. It's good to, took the Gears of War kind of game style, and that game's I, better. Wait, are you talking about Gears. game style? Is it like for Gears of War just as a typical third-person shooter? Well, like the cover-based shooters. I mean, because Gears of War was like, you know, that was the first big one to do it. And at that time, for a few years there, uh, they they were like, every, it seemed like every game out there wanted to do a third third person cover based shooter and kind of took that style with the whole combat rules the charging things like that they took a lot of the big styles from you know from gears of war and put make it their own and i don't know i mean like i'm not i'm not trying to make excuses for it but i just trying to find silver linings in the whole thing that sometimes there's some you know there's some cool games you got out of being just unoriginal yeah i understand it's my whole point it's like the video games have turned into movies in that regard. And so it's like, it seems like companies just trying to make money, just trying to do something else to another company. You can, yeah, I, I disagree though, turning into movies because you look at like back in the nineties of video games, everybody wanted the mascot because the Mario was big. So we had Sonic, we had crash, we had, we had, right. I mean, we had all these platforming, all uh, these crazy cartoon, cartoon characters. For yeah. Some reason. I mean, yeah. that's, that's not, that's not just the video game world. That's, business in general it's just like look yeah, at how the right. iphone blew up and now there's android out there now samsung's out there trying to do playing catch up things like that it's just that's the world of business not just video games right yeah that, what uh yeah take over take over the show jack well i'm just wondering whether or not you were finished by <laughs> talking what game you were talking about you know it's like <laughs> i didn't want to disturb and stuff the discussion you guys were having <laughs> It's also but is that person. it, Jake? You're, yes. Uh, you could have also hopped into Gabe. Okay. Well, heck. Well, anyway, let's go ahead and get into some news bits right here since we're kind of running a little bit longer and stuff. But hey, not a big deal at all. So first up on the agenda right here, apparently Destiny is getting a new expansion pack called The Rise of Iron. It's going to be out September 20th and it'll be for $30. So, guys, what do you think about that? <laughs> Gotta get that Gallowhorn, yo. Oh, yeah, you get, if you pre-order, you get the black Gallowhorn or something. The big black cock Gallowhorn. Gallowhorn. Whatever. Wow, that yeah. sounds pretty cool. <laughs> uh, I, <laughs> it's I, the I, rocket launch. For those who don't know, the Gallowhorn is the rocket launcher. People oh, is that what it is? Galloping, okay. about, galloping about whenever Destiny was... It was like, pretty rare even one. before, it I was, thought. When it was year one, it was 
fantastic now in year two. They nerfed the shit out of it. Yeah, now it, well, it wasn't like super hard to get in year one, then they made it pretty easy to get and doesn't really matter anymore. It's like all ex- <laughs> it was like all exotics. Uh, it was uh, random. Just oh, okay. it was like so. It's like there was no, there was no. Uh, I don't think there was a sl- lower percentage of chance of actually obtaining it. I think it was still random. Okay. Uh, so what I what I really kind of find interesting here of Rise of Iron and stuff like that is it's going to be like a I believe it's going to be like some sort of like a huge expansive like. DLC pack and stuff like that, you know, it's probably it's going to be one of the last big ones and stuff for Destiny in general before they go into possible like sequel stuff, possibly yeah. introducing maybe next year. Who knows? Yeah, Destiny Two has already been pretty much announced. Holiday 2017. So I know it. It hasn't really like uh, been a big surprise that they're going to be moving on from the original Destiny, but at the same time and stuff, I'm kind of interested in seeing what the expand. You know, the Rise of Iron is going to be not. Not only just mostly about what it's going to be, but, like, how it's going to play and stuff. Considering, you know, it's like, during the time September, I could be tempted to try to get the DLC. Spending upon, like, what uh, more content they're going to be having with it. I haven't really seen any gameplay of it. I know it's out there, but... Uh, it's, it's definitely I'm just gameplay. waiting to see. I'm sure it's not going to yeah. change. It's going to be more story-based content. Yeah, new. I think there's a new area. Um, yeah, they ever like something like the reef. It's called the plague land zone. Okay. Yeah, it's. I, I don't know. It's weird. I might. I don't know. I might pick it up. We'll see. I'm going to see how I feel. And we'll do it they, next year. Yeah, we'll do it next summer. We'll play it to, to get ready for Destiny Two. No, I might pick it up. Um, I don't know. It, <laughs> it's. I, I look at like. I, I just kind of look at um. We just went like I said. We went through House of Wolves and Dark Below. And we beat those probably in like three or four hours combined. Um, yeah, like the campaign. Those are, yeah, to yeah. Those fair, are... We're also overloved for those those stories. Yeah, I mean, even but, still, yeah, they are they are lackluster. Yeah, so that worries me. If if you're talking, it's thirty bucks and it's a couple hours of content. Um, and I mean, if there there's no level cap raise or anything like that, it's just a few more missions. Then I'm I probably I won't be picking this up. Um, I don't know how long Taken King is from everybody I've talked to and heard about it. It's a lot bigger. It's a whole new area, um, things like that. I mean, if it's more t- towards Taken King, at least from what I've heard from people, I'll probably be interested in it. But I- I'm still on the fence. I- I'm, well, I- I might, it's probably going to be for me. It's one of those games I'll decide the week of for whether or not I'm going to pick up Rise of Iron. Yeah, I think I'm kind of around the same feeling right about now because... I'm probably going to be done with, like, Destiny or something right after we go through the Taken King and stuff, so... Oh, yeah, definitely. Like, the only reason I came back to it is because Tyler picked it up for $15, despite... Pretty much same with me no. as well. I've I've had Destiny on my shelf for months, so it's like... Eh, do I really feel like taking this, going through it again? Like, eh. But, uh, anyway... Other news on the agenda here, since we've been mostly backlogged with like with E3 stuff, a lot of small details have come out for other games. Like, for example, the Banjo-Kazooie Hopeful from the same makers, pretty much. Except, it's not Rare. It's other people that were main force behind Classic Rare. Ukulele is going to be out. It's been delayed, obviously. It's going to be out of quarter one of 2017. I think... That this game, from looking at random gameplay stuff, from seeing what uh, David Wise has had to show at E3, it looks really fun. 
holy shit, this is definitely the type of game I've been wanting to play for a while now. You know, because I love the classic 3D platformer style, you know? Banjo-Kazooie, one of my favorite games, so it's like, fuck, I want some ukulele. <laughs> yeah, um, I never played the Banjo-Kazooie games back in the day, uh, but I am a lover of good platformers, so mm-hmm. um, I'm really... Well, you have an Xbox or One, did, right? Didn't you, uh, didn't you do the Kickstarter, didn't donate to it? Did I? know? No, I did not. No. Um, I, I have not either. donated to a Kickstarter yet. Uh, still Kickstarter version. Um, or Indiegogo or whatever. I did Indiegogo for a couple other games. Um, I don't want to talk about those guys because they don't deserve to be mentioned. Um, but uh, <laughs> No, I just donated money to them to help them get the game out. Yeah, but uh, they, it's been, their game was supposed, to, was supposed to be out last spring and we haven't heard anything about it. And it's now... This will be out spring 2015. And we haven't heard mm-hmm. anything about it. It's now summer 2016. Um, but, um, no, I'm really interested. I mean, just, I, I am, like I said, I, I love good platformers. And I've kind of, I didn't realize, just now, playing playing through Ratchet and & Clank and Super New, uh, not New, uh, Super Mario 3D World in the last year or so has kind of made me realize how, just how much I love a good platformer. Uh, mm-hmm. So if this is a great platformer, dude, or, I, honestly, I'll probably buy it day one. Just what we've seen. Uh, just... Going off the reputation of these guys, um, everything we've seen, hearing, whatever, everything so far looks awesome for me. Oh, yeah. I'm of the same way, really, because I'm not really too worried about the, the quality of the gameplay in and of itself, because at the same time, it's, it's the same, pretty much the same developers, the same type of makers that were responsible for making great classics like Banjo-Kazooie and stuff. From the looks of it, it the platforming seems really smooth. The character interaction seems really fun, really whimsical and stuff. But, uh, yeah, we won't know really until like around maybe February, March of 2017, you know, when the full game does come out. Yeah, and uh, Justin put a note in our show notes here. Uh, Justin uh, is more excited for ukulele than Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, that's what he put it, that's <laughs> verbatim what he put in the notes. Uh, so that's that's me in my opinion. Yeah, I know, right? What a douche. Uh, also, I... <laughs> I put uh, I put uh, fuck you uh, from the bird dog. So <laughs> okay, because last guardian is a shit. Jake, do you have anything to say about ukulele or? Uh, all I can say is the I've watched gameplay recently and the game looks good. And I so agree. I, I'm not a fan of of Banjo Kazooie, mm-hmm. and I'm not platforming now i used to love platforming games now it's just tedious for me though i expect the game to do great in reviews i expect the game tyler and you to love the game it's just Mm -hmm. not for me (laughs) that's well said man well said no problem anyway let's go ahead here the next topic right here there's a little teaser trailers and stuff for like uh, that appeared before E3 and stuff on Injustice 2. Apparently Injustice 2 is going to be coming out in 2017, which, you know what, by watching the gameplay trailer of it, hey, there's some exciting things from it. I thought you saw a little bit of Supergirl and stuff like that. Like just It just looks like more of like what Injustice Gods Among Us was, which was a fast-paced, greatly balanced, I think, fighting game in of itself. Yes, definitely. But if, game. but if it has like say, 
not only like the same type of formula that they used for, say, the original Injustice Gods Among Us, or even if it has like the implement details from, say, that was borrowed heavily from like MK9 and stuff like that. Fuck, I'm in, dude. It's gonna be fucking awesome. Yeah, I can't wait. I I loved the Injustice universe, and I can't wait to get back in and continue that story. Like, I'm not a fan of the fighting mm. elements, but like I can trudge through the fighting part to get to the story. Wow. And, oh, I know, man. Um, hey, I'm, with... I, I'm a huge like mash like when it comes to mashups like for the DC universe. Like for those that I know, I play DC Universe uh, online. I play. Like, I'll watch all the Justice League animated movies, so when this stuff comes up, uh, I nerd out about it. I nerdgasm. Yeah, I, I'm with you guys. I, I've actually, I beat Injustice twice, once on 360 when it first came out, and then again. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, I think earlier this year, even, I beat it. I went, went and played through it again. We got it for free a while back um, on PlayStation Plus. Oh, yeah. Plus. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely in. Uh, I think it looks incredible. Um, I I I love MK9, MKX, Injustice, everything that Neverrealm has done uh, with with this with this genre of fighting uh, has been fantastic. So um, I'll be definitely checking this out when it comes out, probably day one next year. All right, pending, next on pending here. release schedule, same here. Yeah, pending release schedules. It probably yeah. is going to be pushed forward. Probably as long as it doesn't come out in the fall quarter, we'll be fine. Yeah, fall quarter. If it's if it's a spring game, it's more than likely going to. Well, no, because yeah, NX out, comes out like next May. spring. Sp- Springs are getting pretty packed. If it's uh, late spring, early summer, then hell, that's more of an appropriate. But if July it's like, looks say, pretty a good. fall, if it's a fall twenty-seven game, that's like a fucking kiss of death, considering everything else that's going to be clogging in towards yeah. the end of that year. Well, then we got the NX in March, so if it comes out, I mean, it's it's crazy time. Next, next, all next year's going to be crazy. Yeah, I agree, man, full heartedly. But speaking of craziness and stuff like that, indie darling Stardew Valley is coming out for consoles this winter, and that applies for PS4, Xbox One. Even the Wii U is getting a version of Stardew Valley. That is how big of a deal that this thing is coming out for. So, for basically anybody who doesn't know what Stardew Valley is, it's sort of akin to, say, Harvest Moon in terms that you're doing a little bit of management for, like, growing crops and stuff like that. But it also has some action elements to it as well. And it has... Other types of features and stuff that make it really, like, uh, fun and engaging as well. Like, I think you can get, like, married. You can talk to different types of characters as well and stuff. I've never really played. Yeah, you can get your own beer do this. It kind of feels like, (laughs) personally for me, old school top-down Legend of Zelda meets Minecraft meets uh, what you said. Harvest Uh, Moon. Harvest Moon. Would you know what? That's... Sounds fucking fantastic to me. That sounds like a great actual... Yeah, that sounds like a fucking great game, though. <laughs> yeah. Um, I cannot wait to play this game. Uh, just everything I've heard from it, everything I've seen about it. Uh, I got really, really into Harvest Moon on the GameCube back in the day. Yeah. Uh, way into it. Uh, so if it's more of that, a little more open than that, and it's kind of got some of the... Uh, uh, what's Animal Crossing? As, not as repetitive as Animal Crossing, but... Um, I don't want to. I want to owe the mayor fucking sixty thousand bells. Pay that off and owe him eighty thousand more bells. You, you say that, I never <laughs> think of the freaking star bomb. Oh yeah, there you go. That uh, star bomb was uh, town of Nook. 
Yeah, Tom Nook. Damn, Tom Nook. Yeah, fucking asshole. Yeah, yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, I gotta figure out what the song is called because it's like definitely everyone listening should definitely go check it out. I'm sure you're a fan. If you, I'm sure if you're listening to us, you're probably a fan of Game Grumps or yeah, or you've at least watched Game Grumps or listened possibly to something from Star Bomb or whatever the hell. Yeah, yeah, um, definitely look up if you're definitely look up. Uh, uh, freaking what's it called? The Book of Nook from Starbomb. If you're a uh, uh, Animal Crossing fan, you'll definitely get it, and it's hilarious. All right, definitely. Uh, but, but pending you know release what? date, day yeah. one by. Well, there you go, man. <laughs> but uh, you know, with this announcement think... of like, say, Stardew Valley and stuff like that, it kind of uh, made me feel kind of sad for a certain extent. And the reasoning why I say that is because it really makes me want to, like, play... I really want to play Undertale. I really want to play it mm-hmm. on the consoles. Same here. Fuck. Why in the hell is Stardew Valley out before fucking Undertale? I've heard nothing but good things about the game. I've seen little tidbits of gameplay of the first hour of the game. And compared to, like, anything else, man, that game should have been out yesterday. In terms yeah. for console ports. I want to fucking play it. I don't care where I play it. <laughs> on the PS4, on the Xbox One, on the PC. Oh, fuck. It's already been available. Yeah, yeah, I was going to say. Hey, well, guess I don't what? give a it shit if it's on the Vita. I'm going to Vita. I don't care if it's on the Vita. Dude, I tell you. For the Steam Summer Sale, it is $6.99 on the Steam right now. Not not buying it. I know. I kind of wish it didn't have a shit computer right now. But Yeah, same here. It's an 8-bit game. Computer sucks. computer runs like an 8-bit game. <laughs> it runs like an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. All right, it actually is an Atari Twenty Six Hundred. Wait, never some... mind. Never mind. I take the back. It require like the recommended is three gigs of RAM for memory. Um, yeah, I don't think you have that. It's not running like a fucking like uh, like a fucking NES man. It's running like a fucking like what was it like a fucking like fucking Odyssey. That's what it's like, <laughs> man. It's like a one bit console like microframes, dude. Like a fucking DOS, classic DOS. We not the are, good DOS that you would get from a garage sale, but the bad DOS and stuff where you buy from the fucking convenience store, and it's like, oh, really? Is this it? I gotta work on this fucking keyboard for half an hour? What the fuck? <laughs> oh, but, man. Uh, <laughs> oh, God, it's been a long time since we had a good Jack uh, rant. That's that's good. I enjoyed that. That was pleasant. We need Jack more of those. Rage. Jack Rage. Oh, that was great. He's, he's, a rage, he's a rage Gabe. The Rage oh, Gabe. He's out, a Rage you know? Gabe. I'm normally subdued. I'm normally like calm, you know, happy with stuff. But whenever Let it loose. me off, man, I go off. Let it loose. <laughs> I think Stardew Valley might come out around October, so definitely be a great game for Extra Life. Obviously, yeah. Man. Please come out. Give me October. something because I have nothing to play. Everything I want to play comes out way before or way after, or right after definitely. Extra Life. Yep, definitely sucks, uh, man. Yeah. I don't think I have anything on my list that comes out before Xloft except for Battlefield 1. Gears of War 4? That's iffy. Hmm. It's definitely not going to be... Pl- That's way before Xloft, though. It's October 23rd. Eh, still, that game doesn't have that much replayability for me. Like, I go through the campaign maybe once and play the multiplayer probably about three times, and that's it. <laughs> uh, anyway, I'm moving not, on That's not an Xloft game for me. Yeah. But anyway, moving on right here. We had an announcement trailer coming from Agents of Mayhem. So basically, what in the hell is this game? 
in a nutshell? Um, it looks like uh, Volition has instead of making a Saints Row new Saints Row game, they have made a Saints Row like <laughs> game, but it's uh, a three-player um, shooter game. I guess I don't know. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I am intrigued because it's Volition. Um, I guess there's some gameplay out there that was shown at E3. I haven't seen anything of it. I just watched the announcement trailer. I was not entertained by the announcement by the trailer that was shown. Um, I don't know. I, I I'll wait to see more about that game. But it, I, I'm only intrigued because it's Volition, and I love the Saints Row games. So mm. it looks like Volition mm. game. It looks like Saints Row meets Borderlands. Hmm. In my opinion, huh? Doesn't sound bad on paper, but no, uh, on paper, no, 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 not on paper, no. Could be good, but but I have faith in Volition. Yes, same here. Yeah, and there's they a can reason make why some great Deep, games. There's a reason why Deep Silver picked them up, like the moment they got released from THQ. Yeah, yeah. So here's hoping that they make a great game here with Agents of uh, Mayhem. Yeah, but they, like I'm looking at the trailer right now. The yeah, it definitely has like I don't ha- I have audio turned off, and it definitely looks like a freaking. Borderlands well, it's it's all cinematic, or, so there's no actual gameplay yeah. in the announcement. Right, trailer. like the cinematic trailer. I mean, it's look definitely looks Borderlandsy mixed with <laughs> uh, Saint Shrovov. But you know what? Speaking of actual shooting type games, apparently there was a remastered Bulletstorm leaked. Possibly. Uh, so yeah, um, I, I guess through like a, a USB stick or something like that. I can't remember the exact story. I read it a little while back. Um, there was some like screenshots um, and things of Bulletstorm uh, remastering of Bulletstorm. Uh, so apparently that is it. Sounds like coming out sometime early next year. Uh, for Xbox One, uh, people that people um, people that people can fly is the name of the company. Um, they also had a huge influence on Gears Three. Uh, yeah, and I believe I, they made Gears of War Judgment. So, yes, huh. thou shall not. I didn't hate Gears of War Judgment. It was okay. It was Gears of War. Um, it was Gears of War. I don't. I don't understand the Gears of War hate. Like if if you're was, like. It's Bulletstorm Gears of War. Yeah, I guess. Which, I mean, on paper doesn't sound like a bad thing, but... I, but, I yeah, it's, not on paper. There's, it's anything that sound great. Yeah. Uh, with Bulletstorm, though, I really enjoyed Bulletstorm when it first came out. Uh, was it 2009? It 2010? came out the first quarter of when Gears 3 came out. So, 2010, I think. Okay. Um, so, I don't know, I'm, it, this is a game that I, I would actually like to play through again, but, um, at the right price. Like, I don't, I do not want to spend $60 on this game. If it comes out, if it's like, yeah, if it's a, if it's like a Xbox Live Gold game, or if it's like 30 bucks, I'll, yeah, hell yeah, 30 bucks, I'll put, I'll put down 30 bucks for that game. That, that's a fun game. I don't know how fun it will be, though, in 2016 or 17. And um, I'll be correct, it was 2011. Oh, wow, shit, I threw it earlier than I thought. Um, but yeah, that's kind of my thoughts. And why is this game? This is one of those like we get all those remasters and shit out there nowadays. This is one of the ones you're just like, why? <laughs> right. 
Oh, it, yeah, def- that's my opinion of it. It's like, why? It's like, all the games you could remaster, or any, or... Yeah. You could get remastered, why? You know you run out of games when Bullstorm... Why like... couldn't you have done a HD <laughs> remaster of freaking Unreal Tournament? Or just a new Unreal Tournament at this point, because they haven't made uh, one uh, in a long time. There is a new Unreal Tournament, but it's oh. in production limbo. Okay. So yeah. don't expect to see a lot of that. We're definitely scraping the bottom of the barrel when it comes mm-hmm. to remasters for uh, this this generation now. You want a remaster? How about an HD remaster and an HD remaster? Yeah, like Resident Evil 6. <laughs> <laughs> How many times are they going to push that turret at you? Uh, well, we've, we've actually had like... Times. <laughs> we have it's had HD off, remasters of remasters. It's called Final Fantasy X. Anyway... <laughs> I'm not wrong about that either. Let's get an HD. <laughs> let's get an HD remaster of Final Fantasy One. I'd almost oh. be okay with that. I'm <laughs> okay with that too. You know what? That's you know not what? a bad no, one. No, no. Let's do a remaster of Final Fantasy One, and then make it where everyone dies in the middle, and you play as how about, characters halfway through. How about I say next year we get an HD remaster of um. Last Guardian. Okay, it's oh a year old God. at this point. We, you know, at that point, it's a year old. You're gonna, I mean, it looks dated, so you're going to have to give him an HD remaster of that. So. Now yeah, with more bird dog need, action. We need a HD remaster of Gears of War 1. Now the bird dog has a saddle, so every no, time we need a remaster of that remaster. <laughs> That'd be great. Can't wait for that to happen. Then we're going to get a 4... Okay, we're getting all these re- HD remasters. Just wait till they start 4K'ing these fuckers. Oh God! That's, you know, that's yeah, that's eventually going to happen too. I, I, no, at that point, I'd actually somewhat be okay with it. Nope. If, if, and only if, 4K TVs are fifteen dollars. Never going to happen. No, exactly. So. Oh, anyway, we got a couple more topics here before we can end the show right here. So, XCOM Two is going to be out on consoles. September 9th. This is pretty fucking exciting, man. XCOM, like, Enemy Unknown, that was a fucking good game. It was a good game for, like, strategy RPG fan-wise. Plus, you know, it did come out on the Vita earlier on this year, which is really big of a surprise. And if you can catch some deals on it that are going for flash deals, that you probably are not going to be able to do so since we're recording on the weekend. <laughs> it, it has gone on sale for, like, Vita ports and, like, even on Steam and stuff, but it's going to be interesting once the the sequel to it comes out, because you know I expect some good quality stuff from like uh, XCOM Two. Yeah, um, XCOM Two is a great uh, one of those kind of games with uh, kind of the turn based um, strategy games. Uh, I, I I really enjoyed the first XCOM. Uh, it's one of those games though. It's kind of like it's too deep for me. That like it's too. Um, I guess I guess what for me is too deep uh, for me to like kind of like, turn my brain off when I play video games. Well, no, I mean as far as like kind of getting to the whole like system, and especially where it's like um, like saving the world, like you can totally screw up your um, oh yeah your campaign. Like, uh, everyone two hour... can die. Yeah, or like you could totally screw up like because you gotta save the world, and the whole point is trying to spare as many countries as you can and get through the whole campaign with that, and it's like. Two hours in, you could completely fail at that mission, but they don't tell you about it. 
And then 15 nope. hours in, you realize there's no way I can beat this game and actually win. So it's just one of those games where it's like, I really like those games, but I don't... <laughs> I just, like, when I went through the game the first time, I got, like, I put 20, 30 hours into the campaign, and then I realized that uh, by a certain point, I'm just like... Because you're still learning as you're going the best way to do things. It's one of those games you got to put a bunch of hours, probably, and then start a new campaign oh, if definitely. you want to win. Like, that, if, <laughs> like, you never win on your first playthrough. That's the game you have to play, like, four times to get a decent ending. Yeah, and like it's just... get decent... I don't want to put 20, 30 hours. I, I was kind of, I didn't, you know, beat the game just because, like, after about 25 hours or so, I'm just like, yeah, I'm not going to win this. And I didn't really have the wherewithal, the the will to go back the and start all over again. To... Well, I had, at that point, I knew, like, I knew what I needed to do, but it's just like, I didn't want to yeah. sink the time into doing it. Uh, yeah. I'll going through everything again, so. And also, right now, if you're listening to this before July 4th, is what, that's when Steam Summer Cell ends? Yeah, uh, so if you listen to this before then, uh, XCOM 2 is $35 right now. Oh, that's pretty good. Doom is also $35 in the Steam Summer Sales, so you pick that shit up, yo. Hmm. Well, anyway, speaking of good games and stuff like that, Persona 5 has a release date now. It's on (laughs) Valentine's Day of 2017. Happy Valentine's Day, you lonely bastards. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a... <laughs> I don't have a date! It's time to play some Persona 5! <laughs> I, I got a hot day, I got some. I got a heart, I got the heart, giant heart-filled thing of candy. I'm going to play some Persona 5. I got a ball, you can just see Tyler just pack, playing Persona 5 with a huge damn thing of fucking candy just eating chocolates. There's a better chance of me buying For Honor on February 14th when that game comes out than I've been Persona 5. <laughs> Hey, so. For Honor is looking good, and from what I'm hearing, like gameplay is fantastic. I don't trust it because it's the first game of an IP with Ubisoft. So I'll, but, buy, I'll but, check but, it out with For Honor. But the Viking, like the speech the Viking gives when he was promoting <laughs> that game. Oh no, he's a great hype man. Don't get me wrong. I, I mean, they do a great job of hyping up their games, but uh, I, I will not try. I will. I will. I will it's a wait and see. But yeah, anyways, Persona Five. But anyway, you know what? For me, it's like I'm excited to finally have like a concrete date where I can actually play Persona 5. I was really a fan of uh, Persona 4. I played through the golden version on uh, the Vita. I really enjoyed that. And so looking at a bunch of gameplay footage for like P5 and stuff like that, it looks fun. It looks like more akin to what I want to play. So this is going to be a fun 2017. <laughs> Wasn't this game supposed to come out before the PS4 came out? Yeah, yep. it was announced before the PS4 came out and stuff. It was supposed to be on the PS3, I think it was like last year or something like that, but they delayed it Just at least like a few King times. Hearts. It's Just still like coming King out the PS3, by the way. It is. They're oh getting my God, like two. It is. It is. <laughs> PS3 and PS4. So this is. Well, you know what? At least Atlas is doing it right, man, where it's like, hey, you don't want to pay for the PS4 version? We, we, we know PS3. you. Well, it's probably like, hey, we made this game on the PS3 for the PS3, and we slightly up-res it for the PS4. Yeah, 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 the PS4 is just getting an HD remaster. Yeah, that would probably be like a digital-only PS3 kind of thing. I can see that happening. Well, yeah. anyway, for our last little thing of news and stuff, Kingdom Hearts 2.8 is out this December. Hey, we're getting something. Boo! Kingdom Hearts. (laughs) 
So I got give some, us three already. I, I got something to say, guys, about Kingdom Hearts. I don't give a fuck about Kingdom Hearts anymore, guys. <laughs> I have come to the terms the last few weeks. I don't give it a shit anymore. Trying to figure out the backstory with the whole Kingdom Hearts one, two, chain of memories, birth by sleep, Kingdom Hearts thirty three and one third days, or where the frack it is. I don't care anymore. I like see Kingdom Hearts three can come out me, tomorrow, and I don't give a shit. For uh, for me, like I don't know if Kingdom Hearts three is going to have to involve all that. stuff. Stupid side mini games that were made on. Uh, no, yeah, hardly anyone played except for the diehard fans. Um, which the card game was terrible. Like the I want to say Chain of Memories. Yes, like I, if they would have done a decent like side scroller or action game, that that would have been fun. But the card game was just overkill. I never played the card game. All I really played was uh, the entirety of Kingdom Hearts 2, and that's about it. Uh, I played Kingdom Hearts. I got all the way up to where I had to fight Riku, like, as possess- as he was possessed. Yeah. Uh, I got to that part. Like, I beat that. I beat him. And then I beat the first Ansem boss. Yeah. Because like, you have to fight him, like, seven times, I think. Yeah. I don't remember. Uh, I'll, so I'll tell like, you. I'll I beat t- him. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Uh, and then I beat Kingdom Hearts two. Like I beat Kingdom Hearts two on the hardest difficulty, with using nothing but the fucking original Keyblade. Wow, man, that's a lot of dedication, dude. Because that takes so much hours just to complete just I didn't one die of those Kingdom Hearts once. day games. I didn't. I didn't die once, except for when I got to uh, Sephiroth, which I didn't count. Ugh. But Sephiroth's a bitch. Here's a fun fact: Kingdom Hearts Two. My original playthrough of the game and the time I beat it is exactly ten years ago today. Damn. <laughs> my old PS Two. I, I beat it. I beat it in '09. I want to say that was my last playthrough of it, which was I think my OG Keyblade playthrough. And I'll tell you what, I'm getting a hankering to play it again. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'll say this, I guess, if they re-release... If this was a really release of, like... If Kingdom Hearts 2.8 was 1 and 2, repackaged, it, just, it was just a PS3 HD remaster they did, they threw it in PS4. Yeah. Maybe I'd be, I'd be a little more intrigued, I guess. Uh, but I'm just, like, looking at... like I'm, I'm, I'm saying little, little. Like, maybe if I find the right deal, I'll check it out. But, um, it's like 2.5 came out last Christmas for the PS3. Yeah. Yep. So and it's like so stupid. It's like why didn't they just put it on the PS4? Yeah. No shit. Uh, I agree. Um It's like it's just it's just frustrating with what's gone on with the series in the last 15 years since we got it's two. Like they're just 10 years They know years. their audience wants the game, wants the Kingdom Hearts 3. And like now they're just trying to it feels like they're just milking it now. Oh, well, they've been milking it since 2 came out with Oh. Definitely, but but what's crazy least, is that you were saying milking now it now that three's been announced, like yeah. shown off like two years ago. I also want to say it's been it's being milked because if they were milking it, we'd be on Kingdom Hearts seven right now. You know, oh, uh, they're uh. like they like they know their audience wants it, so they shelf it for they put it on the they shelf it for to finish or to get everyone to help focus on Final Fantasy 15 and yet they put 
Kingdom Hearts 2.5 out for uh, last Christmas. Now they're putting 2.8. 2.8, whatever that is. And out this year for the consoles. It's like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. The game, Kingdom Hearts 3 was supposed to actually be out this year. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Yeah, right? we didn't even show it at E3, so I mean, that tells you how far I got. The game, I, they, I think, will be it's 2018 they, at the they, earliest. Oh, yeah, they, they shelved it, like, at like to focus on like they it was in the new like for what uh media uh basically spoke about it but yeah square enix shelved uh kingdom Hearts 3 indefinitely until final fantasy 15 which out. i mean it's fine all hands on deck final fantasy is your biggest is square enix's biggest franchise you don't want to fuck right. that up no nope. uh, they don't have damage to that franchise you know you want to make sure this one's right um but i don't know it's just you look at it like just to, to us, the people that like Kingdom Hearts one and two, it's just it's so hard. I think for people to jump into Kingdom Hearts three, I think at this point when it's been twelve years, maybe it's not too hard. Maybe it's just me, but it's just like looking at it from based off the kind of storyline of it. It's just yeah, Chain of Memories is a Game Boy Advance game that took place between one and two, which made two kind of confusing because it takes place because it deals with Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories, which is a Game Boy Advance game that not it, a lot of people played, did. and a bad Game Boy Advance game at that. <laughs> but there's also like to counteract the Game Boy Advance game. There's also like a 20 page manga that you could have looked at. Like it was online for free. Yeah, I, I, the problem is though is don't make don't make I your audience work. Don't make put it in the game. To me, if it's not in the game, it's not in the core, the, the numbers. Then I don't <laughs> want to be part of like the the main. I'm not, I don't want to be that part. I don't want that to be the part of the main part of the game. You know, I don't want that to be the main. You know how many franchises have actually done that? Gears of mm. War did it. Uh, Halo yeah. did it. It's it's ridiculous. It's yeah, I just gone, don't want it to affect the numbered forever. ones. You know, it's just like if you want to do side stuff, that's fine. Star Wars has a thousand fucking side things out there for books, <laughs> things like that. That's fine. Side stuff is fine. I just don't like it. Like cameras two made no goddamn sense if you didn't play. Um, Chain of Memories, and now you got like you got like five made, or six other oh, side ones out there that no, I don't know. That's they're on different consoles uh, over the last ten years that no one, very few people have played. So I don't know. Maybe it's just uh, me. Maybe maybe I'm the oddball I, I here. Hope, I don't know. I hope they don't make Kingdom Hearts three when they decide to actually start working on it, and when the PS 5s out. Um, I hope they don't implement all the side games from fifteen years ago. Because, like you said, yeah, it is a game that, what, the it freaking, when did Kingdom Hearts 2 come out? Like, 2005? 2000, yeah, 2003, 2004, maybe. I think it was 2004, yeah, now I think about before it. Before the Xbox came out, 360 came out. Which, um, it, which the 360 came out around 2005, so it's October like... or November 2005, yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. Figure out. Yeah, it came out December twenty second, two thousand five. Oh wow! So it came out. Ooh, that's weird. Yeah. So about t- eleven years ago. Yeah. So and uh, it's they don't they shouldn't. First off, they need to do like an interactive. I want to you know like Mass Effect did for. Oh, the interactive the little comic book they put or something. Yeah. I-, I would say that, or just make it just reboot it. Essentially, I mean, you don't have to like say it's a straight up reboot, but just. Ignore the stuff that happened in the past. I don't know. Like, yeah, it's like Kingdom Hearts. Bam. 
you can even call Kingdom Hearts 3 for all I care, but, uh, you know, just maybe ignore, you can ignore, like, Star Wars Episode 7 and completely ignore the prequels, you know? You can, you can essentially, you know, keep it along did, in the same storyline. Did but... episodes, or, alright, just are we, are we, I'm not oh gonna, God, I'm not, I'm not, no, 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 I'm not going to argue <laughs> anything, and I don't even want to go more than, like, 10, 15 seconds on this, um, did, uh, episode 7 skip the prequels, or has 60 years, uh, gone by that, in the story, that the prequels really just didn't even matter? Uh, I think it's a little bit of both. I, I think it's, it, 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 They've, Disney has said the prequels exist in the in the in the world of Disney of the world of Star Wars. Like they're not saying they're not taking out of the they're like that happened. It's a real thing. They just they mentioned the, all the ones that people remember four, five, and six instead of just you know good thing for I think business wise, story wise, things like that. So right. people want right. to remember well, four, back. five, and six, not one, two, and three. Well, anyway, yeah, let's go, let's go, go ahead to, and just uh, let's just go ahead and get around in here to winding down the show for this week since. Hey, it's just that time of the day. <laughs> but anyway, before we end the show and stuff, I'm going to do a quick retro game of the week, since it's been a while since we've done one of those. And I got a really special one for this time. And it ties into a category I used to do a while back. So for this game of the week, it's going to be an old LJN game. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. WWF Raw for the Super Nintendo. Now okay, the thing I about W go with Raw for WWF Raw first Xbox. I like, no, I never played the Xbox versions. I never even owned Raw an Two Xbox. Was for the Xbox is actually pretty cool. But uh, anyway, for WWF Raw, it was a game for the Super Nintendo that was more or less kind of gameplay was sort of related to like the arcade, like arcade game of some form that they, you know, that they've tried to emulate and stuff a couple times, but. The thing about WWF Raw that was more or less fun is it was one of those rare LJN games where I had some fun just going through playing as different wrestlers at the time. Like you could play as guys like Razor Ramon, Diesel, Bret Hart, Bam Bam Bigelow, The Undertaker, Owen Hart, you know, Bret Hart and stuff like that. That's what I was talking about. And even like random ones like Luna Valcon and even like Doink the Clown and stuff to where... It was just so fun because the game was so whim- kind of whimsical in a way because whenever, like, you do, like, a special move, like, say, like, Owen Hart, for instance, when he was in the middle of the ring, if he did a certain random, like, uh, button combination or something, he would do the cyclone sort of, like, uh, clothesline or something like that where he'd actually go to all four corners of, like, the the ropes or something like that where you can actually maneuver him as he's doing this freaking tornado clothesline thing all around the ring and stuff and knock out people. But uh, I had a lot of fun playing the game and stuff, like even during the little bits of the hardcore matches and stuff, where you can actually roll out of the ring, grab a chair, and just hit people in the fucking head with the stuff, and like, hit them with buckets and stuff like that. The game, I remember, can get kind of frustrating too, because the grappling mechanic is more or less button mash, button mashing type of like system and stuff, where when you grapple, there's this little meter that appears above your character's heads, where if you get the meter all the way, like, say, full to a certain extent, like, say, uh, to, you know, if you fill up your meter and stuff like that, you get to perform a wrestling move or whatever, but uh, you can do, like, suplexes, drop kicks, all this other stuff. To the credit of uh, 
LGN and stuff like that, the animation to the things, the frame rate stuff, the way the game looks, it's relatively fine for a Super Nintendo game. It was really, like, it was smooth to a certain extent. It had single-player concepts, too. Like, it had a tournament mode and stuff. That was the way you could beat the game. Is If you went through, like, a big old tag-team tournament or something like that and just go forth and, uh, you know, beat a bunch of random-generated, like, wrestlers and stuff at the time. But uh, what was fun about... What was the most fun was going through the Royal Rumble type of modes and stuff. Where I just go through, I pick the Undertaker, I Irish whip people, and just do a back body drop, and they automatically go fall out of the ring. <laughs> that was one of the fun things. But another way you could eliminate them is if you whittle down their health to, like, when their bar is, like, in the red, that you can go through, get them towards the rope, and then just press, like, the X or the Y button or something like that. Fill your meter, toss them out of the ring, and do this. But... It was a pain in the ass to try to do special moves. You actually had to look upon the manual, I think. Yeah. There was a one time when I rented the game and there was actual like special moves in the manual that you had to look up, go through and like execute. Like say you had to hold the select button while like like I think it's either the L or select button or something like that, then try to fill up your meter to do like Bret Hart's sharpshooter or even like doing the Undertaker's tombstone. I gotta admit, though, it's one of those games and stuff where I would recommend to somebody who's a classic wrestling, pro wrestling fan or something like that, and they want to try something different, well, go on ahead and track out a copy of WWF Raw for the Super Nintendo. It's not bad. It should be relatively cheap now, and, well, I give it a good recommendation. It's not as, say, as great as, say, WCW, NWO World Tour, or WWF No Mercy, but then again, those games are in a class in and of themselves, I believe. So yeah, here's your retro game of the week. Oh yeah, that too. But uh, that's the retro game of the week. WWF Raw for the Super Nintendo. Excuse me, for the Super Nintendo. So, anyway, we have ourselves some social media profiles that I need to go over quickly here. Wait. (laughs) Oh shit. Oh, looks like Jake's got something. Alright, going back to the drunk nerds there would be something I would do at the end of the show. Okay. Uh, so I'm going to pull back or Uh-oh. bring back the video game fact of the week. Oh god, it's happening. FAQ <laughs> fact. <laughs> Alright. Elder Scrolls 2 Daggerfall mm-hmm. has a 62 394 square mile radius for its map. Whoa. That is over 4,000 times larger than the map in Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ. It takes like an hour and a half to walk from one corner to the other in Skyrim. Yeah, well, at least it's not as. Or Skyrim isn't as big as fuel, where it takes two and a half hours to drop from corner to corner. Holy shit. But yes, that is your fact of the week. That will never be used again. Man. Dude, talk about an old PC game, dude. (laughs) To have that much extent, that much, like, uh, ground to cover, man. That's crazy to think that during that time. All right. On Twitter, we are known as Gen Gaming Pod. On Facebook... On our Facebook page, Gen Gaming Podcast. 
and on Twitch. We do random streams here and there, whenever we feel like, pretty much. Justin does a lot. I know, I've seen the <laughs> I've seen the screenshots. Gen Gaming Podcast. So, he until in love with next... That Resident Evil. Oh yeah, he definitely does love the Resident Evil stuff. <laughs> he actually beat it um, last yeah. time. Yeah. I know, it's really fucking weird. <laughs> On very easy... Yeah, oh, of course, much, right? yeah. What a, what a bitch. Yeah, yeah he has to do <laughs> Sorry, you gotta listen to this, Justin. You're a bitch. Oh, you got called out, son. <laughs> Play it on gonna, veteran. You know he's gonna come back and watch and listen to the show. It's like, oh, you son of a bitch. But, uh, anyway. <laughs> Sounds just like Justin. It's weird. <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. I'm gonna take you out. I'm gonna take you out. We'll play a little bit of Mario Kart 8 on the big screen. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> that was me. Right. Up until, well, until next week, everybody. I have been your host for episode one fifty seven, the Jack of Hearts. I was Tyler and Jake. And did you ever win? Bye. See you later, everybody. Bye, bitches. Oh, no, that was directed towards Justin. <laughs> and we are. Bye. Some beers there. Anyways, we're on iTunes now, so go on there, check us out, and if you like us, leave us a review, and we'll even shout you out, and Jack will send you his credit card number.